Thank you for downloading the following message from the Pickerington Church of Christ. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you as you walk with the Lord. For more information or to find additional resources, locate us on the web at pickeringtonchurch.org. Enjoy the message. If I asked you what were the most important things that you could do today or any day, would you be able to give readily a list of those things? Uh, There's a lot of things that we do that we think are urgent. Those come up all the time. And sometimes, though, those are not the most important things. They may be different things. And, you know, we usually... Uh, We usually pursue taking care of the urgent things, believing that they're the most important things, but in fact, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're just distractions. Sometimes they're demands that are made that get in the way of important things. So we could look at uh, some things today that are important through the the proverbial, let's, uh, let's take a look at the forest through the trees and kind of do an overview, but really these are kind of just big trees in the forest. Uh, that set the stage for what, what uh, our life is, 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 looks like and is built upon day by day. And if you'd allow me the liberty, I'd like to have a little bit of fun with this lesson and uh, approach it from the standpoint of a man who is a child of God, who goes to God and asks these questions. And for seven days, God answers him directly, gives him the answers. Now, you might pick a little bit at the things that I put up here and say there are some things that are more important. I hope you'll let me know what those are. Uh, These aren't the only things that are important. These are just some of the things that I think are the most important things according to what God said we need to get right. We need to get these things right. And then we're going to be okay if we can nail these things. And there's a few of them, and some of them were touched on today. Not only in the scripture reading where Jesus said, there's a great commandment and there's another one like it, but also in the songs that Brother Starr has picked out, I've noticed we've touched on some of these, perhaps they'll come to your mind as well, and in Brother Ziegler's prayer when he was praying for some things that are very, very important to us, and um, in the Lord's Supper, uh, we've touched on some of these things already, they're not new to you. This came to my mind for you because it's, it's the beginning of another year and it's a good time for us to just kind of take a breath and sit back and look at our life and say, am I doing the most important things? So let's take a journey with this fictitious person that I made up and the things that God says from his word, which I didn't make up. Uh, and let's start with as if it's this morning. It's the Lord's Day. It's Sunday. And the man asks, Dear Lord, what is the most important thing I can do today? And the Lord answers as he does oftentimes, a question with a question. What is the great commandment? What is the great commandment? And we just read it together. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. I'm the Lord your God, your maker and redeemer. Love me first above all else, and I'll teach you how to love like I love. I'll teach you how to love like you've never loved, 
And like not many people know how to love. If you love me first, because love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of wrong. It doesn't rejoice about injustices or sin. It rejoices when sin wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. It's always hopeful and it endures all things in every circumstance. Love never fails. The man might ask, well, Lord, how do I do that? I think one of the things that the Lord would say right away is, draw near to me in worship. Draw near to me this very day. Commune with me. Commune with my children, your siblings. Talk to me. Lay your burdens at my feet. Express your love to me through the songs that have such beautiful melodies, the words that are written to express our emotions when we can't find words to express them. And the Spirit who is among us will intercede and will speak those things when you cannot utter them, the things that you need from me. Draw near to me, as James said, and I will draw near to you. If you worship me with all your heart, I'll be your God, and you won't be tempted to have another God. The next day, the man, understanding the gravity of this question now, asks, Dear Lord, what's the most important thing I can do today? And the Lord might say, well, if you love me, which was the very first thing that we must do. We must learn that. If you love me, keep my commandments, which Jesus told us in John 14, 15, in those very, very words. If you love me, keep my commandments. That is, to keep them, guard them, protect them, watch over them, and cherish them like David did. When David wrote Psalm 119, Blessed are those who keep His testimonies, who seek Him with the whole heart. You've commanded us to keep Your precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep Your statutes. Then I would not be ashamed when I look into all Your commandments. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to Your Word. And then over in verse 105, he wrote, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And heed the conclusion of his son Solomon when he said, Fear the Lord and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. The man might say, as we often think, does this mean that we have to turn the other cheek? Does this mean that we really have to love our enemies? Was that just a, a typo? Was that something lost in translation? And the Lord would answer, of course, it's part of my will. But what if I sin? What if I can't keep the commandment? Then keep this commandment. Hear John. Hear John in 1 John, where he wrote, But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ His Son cleanses us from all sin. Whatever you do, stay in the light. He goes on, 
If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all righteousness. Learn to confess those sins. Stay in the light. Confess those sins. And pay close attention to what He says next. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And He Himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Pray for forgiveness. Don't run from me, run to me. Stay in the light and bring your sin to me and I'll cleanse you in the blood of Jesus. And while you're at it, and while you're showing people how to love me, would you please tell them that they don't have to be perfect to begin following Jesus? I'll clean them up. The man, excited to be learning some great lessons from God's Word, asks on Tuesday morning, Dear Lord, what's the most important thing I can do today? And the Lord says, And what is the other great commandment? To love your neighbor as yourself. Who is my neighbor, Lord? My son spoke about that in Luke, 11, uh, Luke 10, verses 30 through 37. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. And when, uh, excuse me, now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to the inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was a neighbor to him who fell among thieves? And one answered and said, He who showed mercy on him. And the Lord said to the man, you have lots of neighbors. Go and do likewise. And when you go, please tell them that Jesus sent you. The man wakes up on Wednesday and he says, Dear God, what's the most important thing I can do today? And the Lord would say to him, Love and honor those entrusted to your care. Like Paul wrote to Timothy when he said, But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially those of his household, he's denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. This is what faith in me does. It learns to love. It learns to love neighbors. And it learns to love your closest, your very closest neighbors, those of your own household, those who depend on you. Love your wife or your husband first. Love your spouse first because that relationship will bless the other relationships your spouse is your companion and covenant partner malachi wrote did i the lord not make you one having a remnant of the spirit be friends be lovers be servants together be parents be good children walk each other 
home, all the way home, like Peter said you were meant to do. And when it's hard, remember your covenant to choose the way of love. Then love your children. So many get it the other way around and neglect their spouse, but you love your spouse first and then love your children. It's the greatest gift you can give to them, at least one of three. And if you love me, that's the other. And if you want to give them a third great gift, raise them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord and teach them the discipline that they'll need to have the integrity of character to walk with me all through their life. And then tell them these three things that children need to hear. Tell them, I love you. Tell them, I'm proud of you. And tell them, you're going to be okay. And then lead them into what is okay. And don't forget your parents. If you're a young child or a teenager, love and honor your parents and obey them in the Lord, for this is right. If you have a family of your own, don't forget to honor your parents when they try to give you advice. And if they, if they need you in their old age, make sure they're not left in a vulnerable position, but have care of themselves. And most importantly, make sure they're not alone. Beginning to be overwhelmed, the man responds, Lord, this is a lot to manage. I don't know how I'll be able to do it or when I'll find the time. The Lord might say to him, that's because you're trying to fit them into your life. You're trying to squeeze these things into your schedule. You're trying to check them off as a, a list of things to do rather than allowing me to transform your life from the very first thing I told you, that if you love me, you'll learn how to love all others. Get the first one right, and you'll be able to keep the others. So on Thursday morning, the man prays, Dear God, what's the most important thing I can do today? God still has answers. He says, It seems like you might be having a trust problem. It seems like you're still trying to take the reins. You're trying to control all these things, and you're trying to do them by your own strength. Why don't you lay down the reins? Let my son be your Lord. Why don't you take up the cross like he took it up for all others? Have you not read Solomon where he said, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil and it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Set your mind, my apostle said, on things above. Seek first, my son said, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Talk to me and then walk. And remember, I sent Jesus to die for you. I raised him to secure victory for you. I imparted my spirit to empower you. Only be strong and very courageous, for I will never leave you nor forsake you, says God. And as you work this out, would you please show other people how to trust in me? On Friday, the man arises and he prays, Dear God, what is the most important thing I can do today? 
And God said, Rejoice. Always. Again I say, Rejoice. Be thankful in everything. Give thanks. Jesus said to His excited preachers when they came back having such wonderful success over the enemy, He said, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. What else in life is better than having your name written in Jesus' book? And when he opens it, do you not know that all your worldly endeavors, all of the things that were important to men and to you, all of your accomplishments will seem as nothing when that book is opened and when you see your name written there. And when you live with joy, you'll become a bright light and a sprighty salt and a broadcaster of seeds. And when someone asks a reason for the hope that is in you, please tell them that your name is written in the book of life because Jesus died for you and for them too, that you may have joy. On Saturday, the man arose and he asked, Dear Lord, what's the most important thing I can do today? And the Lord, with a question, answered his question, What did I do after six days? Rest in me. Rest in Jesus. Rest your soul from fear. Rest your mind from anxiety. Rest your body from stress. Come to me, Jesus said, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But while you rest... When you see people in angst, when you see people without hope, when you see people whose minds are, are, are burdened with the stresses of life, please, please invite them to Jesus. I think I got it, says the man. What now? Go back and do it again. And just keep these things, what we call the most important things, the most important things. And there are many other things which hang upon these. But if you get these things, I will be able to welcome you into my glory and give you a mansion, and there will be people following you when you come. These are the most important things you can do each day. I'll take it from the top. I want to give you those church as the most important things you can do in any given day and remind you what perhaps was the, the greatest lesson within the lesson, and that was when we feel overwhelmed. And we don't think we can do that. Well, we can't by our own strength, and that's why God's enabled us, empowered us, and walking with us. And that's why He's given us certain things that are certainly the great priorities not the least of which is that great command, learn to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. Begin there, 
And all of these things will begin to fall into place. Let that govern your 2020, church. Let that guide your every day. And we will finish the race. Having poured ourselves out, for sure. We'll finish the race, the fight of faith, and we'll finish it well. Let's stand and sing this song, and if we can help you begin that journey, come forward and we'll help.